The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It's the best lip balm in America. Wait, what? Lip balm can be that much better? Oh, yeah. Hi there. It's Doc Thompson for Balm Shot. Just go to balmshot.com. Balm is in lip balm, shot like shotgun shell. You got to read the entire story for yourself at balmshot.com. But trust me, you will love it. And right now, if you order six of them, you'll get a free Balm Shot uh, lip balm, plus a logoed baseball hat, and free shipping at balmshot.com. But make sure to use the promo code DOC, balmshot.com. Noel Yates, uh, yeet. Yates? Yates is joining us now, president of World Health. Noel, did I get that right? Yates? You got that right. Hi. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining us. I saw your your article, The Unheard Voices of the Hashtag MeToo Movement. Who are those voices? Well, I believe those voices are the women around the world that have been crying MeToo, in some cases for hundreds of years. And simply no one is listening. These are women trapped in slavery all around the world. Um, We're working specifically in Thailand and India, helping to give some of those women freedom. Aren't those the voices? I mean, if you're going to prioritize, those are the most significant voices of any hashtag me too type moment, right? Movement. And yet they're the ones that are not being heard. That's right. You know, as an as American woman, I consider myself a strong woman. I'm very appreciative of the women that have spoken up for our rights. But given the work that I do and the needs that I see around the world in the middle of all these Me Too and Time's Up and Enough movement, I just can't help but think that we as American women represent such a small percentage of women around the world. We represent such a small part of the global state of women. And I I wonder, could we ever truly be free in a world where so many women around the world are still enslaved? If there's nothing wrong with people expressing themselves, if you have a political opinion, that's certainly uh, protected and I support that. And there's nothing wrong even in America if people say, women in particular, hey, there is a disparity here. Something is wrong. Now, I disagree with some of the movements and claims that people have made, but there are times when people can say this is not right. Women or men or this person or this group of people is not being treated right, and that's fine. But, Noel, I find it difficult in America to hear stories about people who overhear a dirty jerk at a joke in their office that some jerk offers up, and they're offended, and they're saying that they've been victimized because... In America, you have people that have been raped, but around the world, it's so much worse. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't know that I'm one to debate which is worse. I just am trying to challenge people to consider that if we're going to have these movements here to remember the state of women around the world, and if we're going to value the lives of women here and, um, and, and value how women are treated, there are women around the world uh, that are being treated in the same way, and yes, in some cases worse, and no one seems to care. And there are practical ways that we can speak up for them, too. They have no voice. They have no way to express me, too. But we can use our freedom as women that we have here to speak up on their behalf. You were recently in Thailand? That's right. What were you doing in Thailand? In Thailand, we're working with uh, girls who are uh, enslaved there. Um, you know, the Thailand 
is a place where many men come. In fact, some numbers I've heard are as high as over 9 million men come there a year simply for sex, many of them American, Western men. Um, so we are contributing to the problem. But in Thailand, you find something different than what most people view as what we would call trafficking. You know, when, when you use that word trafficking, people think of the word, the movie, Taken. But in, in Thailand, what you have is what we would call cultural slavery, where the pimp is literally poverty. These girls come from rural locations, live in such extreme poverty, and they simply come to the cities looking for legitimate work. And they get there with no education, no skills, and the only place they can find to sleep are in these bars. And one thing leads to another, and they find themselves trapped in a line of work that they never dreamed of. And I've met so many girls, none of them happy to be in this work, but trapped simply to support their families, their mothers, their, their brothers, sometimes children they've left back home, simply helping them to survive. If it, I mean, it is, it's common. It's not even that it's not uncommon. It's actually just common, this, this level of sex work in Thailand. Do the girls, do they even get, because it is so cultural now, how wrong it is? And I don't mean wrong that they're, they're bad people. I mean wrong that this exists. Do they, do they even fully conceptualize that? I think that's a great question. I think it is so embedded in their culture and culturally the the daughters there are expected in some ways to be the breadwinners for the family, which is very counterculture to, to what we're used to. Um, so in some ways it is embedded in them that this is just their, their lot in life. But what I've seen is, you know, once they are given that second chance, you know, another opportunity, then they're able to dream. And we found that in our safe homes, these girls that once you saw on the street who have no hope, they get to a home, they realize they have a second chance and they're dreaming to be engineers and, and teachers and, and all kinds of things they've never thought they could do. But I mean, their stories are heartbreaking. There's one particular girl that, that's in our safe home now, and she was sold five times before she ended up in this one bar. She was sold to an elderly couple um, in the city to take care of them at 11 years old. And when she was, her tiny frame was not big enough to lift that elderly couple in and out of bed, they got tired of her and sold her to a bar. And so this is the, this is the kind of life they've led, you know, by the time we can get to them and, and help rescue them. But once they're, you know, their minds are open that there's another way that they can literally have dreams for their life, the transformation's incredible. It's funny because on one hand, you, you want the culture to not accept this, to say this is wrong because, you know, that brings about change. But on the short term or in the short term, the fact that it is not looked down upon like maybe it would be in the West, you know, like, that is just accepted, does them a little bit of a favor that maybe they're not as as much of a social pariah. They're not as seen as, you know, as tainted because of this, even though it's not their fault. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, but they do, you know, the, 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 it is tainted even in that society to okay. some degree. And the girls, when they come out, um, it is almost like they're marked and they have hard time getting legitimate work, so to speak. So even in that culture, it's definitely looked down upon. So difficult. Such a, I mean, just about anybody who hears this, you just, you cringe because it's so horrific to think of that. The, the 
enslavement, whether it's sexual enslavement or just enslavement in general, is just so triggering for me. And then you, you want to help them. And really, it almost feels like you're, you're bailing out the ocean with a thimble here. If I were to save and had the ability to fly to Thailand and save one of these kids and say, I'm going to you know, help you go to college and do all this stuff or whatever, you're, you are helping one person. That's magnificent. But there's just so much of it. How do we make a huge impact, Noel? Well, you know, I love answering that question because I feel like that is the big question people have with this issue because at face value, it is overwhelming. But I think, you know, there's several practical things we can do. One is acknowledge that we're contributing to this. You know, Western men are going over there and and um, and going after these girls. So we're contributing to the problem. We need to acknowledge that and have our society look different uh, upon that. The second thing is, yes, you can, if you help one girl, that may seem like a drop in the bucket. But what I have seen with this particular issue is when you help one girl, that means you have ended that cycle for generations to come. That means her daughter will not go into the work and her daughter and her daughter and so on. And that's where you see the incredible impact of what you can do when you help just one person. So what is, the, I mean, some of this has to come from the Thai government. They, they have to get their crap together. And I'm not intimately familiar with, you know, the politics in Thailand and the structure and everything else. It, uh, do they know this is going on? Do, do they have the desire to change this, first off? And do, second of all, do they have the ability to change it? You know, I, I think for the first time, I'm, I'm starting to see some hope in that. You know, the, our State Department just uh, published what they call the TIP report, the trafficking in persons, where they um, basically evaluate all the countries around the world. And there's like a tier system of what you're rated. And I believe Thailand was just given a tier two rating, which means they are making efforts, but they're still falling below some standards. And on this last visit, Um, I was able to actually meet some of the uh, police officers that are really doing some incredible work. So I think they really are um, making some efforts and some headway in that. I mean, it's a big, big task ahead of them. But I think there are some encouraging signs that they're fighting against this. That's at least good. How can people find out more about uh, about you and the work you're doing and also uh, World Help? Well, they can go to worldhelp.net freedom and they can learn more about what we're doing there on the ground in thailand and how they can um, help us and make a difference in one girl's life we'll tweet out uh, links to that as well okay all right all right noel thanks so much for joining us i appreciate it hey it's doc thompson thanks for listening to the program i want to tell you about another program that i think you're gonna like it's the glenn beck program check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.